A happy holiday season to you from WVBI and Monsters in the Morning. A happy time is upon us all. Hear the cheer, the love, it's the holiday call. Dress the tree as it stands so Live from Whipple Street Studios, WVBI proudly presents Monsters in the Morning, starring Maniac Mike and Touchdown Charlie. Have a hairy, jelly, good galley, Miss Mally, kind of a Christmas. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey there, guys and gals. It's the big guy here telling you that if somebody knocks on your door at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night, you are well within your legal rights to take out your friggin' shotgun, pump action, and tell him to get off your friggin' porch. <laughs> that just happened to me. And honestly, it was nobody's fault. It turned out a guy, he had his car had broken down. Okay, it was freezing cold out, and he needed uh, to use my phone. Okay, but I told him to get lost. I called the cops, and they locked him up. <laughs> Happy holidays! Wow, so it's that time of year again. A time of happiness and joy and love. A time of smiling faces and winter cheer. When I think back to my most memorable Christmas, I think back to the times when I was just a very young boy growing up on a very large farm with a very large father and a very sad mother. I had many brothers and sisters, many of whom wouldn't speak to me outside of asking me to fill up their glass of milk during dinner time. And that was okay for me, because I didn't need much. I read a lot of books, and I stared up into the sky for hours upon hours. Growing up on a farm, I had access to vast fields of grass and, 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 and corn, and I would lose myself out there for hours at a time, prancing about and enjoying the sounds of nature, the occasional gust of wind that would chill me to the bone. It was December, and I was probably around 15 years old, and I wanted nothing more than a brand new weather balloon. Oh, I loved the weather. And all I wanted to do when I grew up was to become a, a meteorologist or someone who was who was analyzing the winds. And it was something I asked Santa Claus for. So I go to sleep and I wake up. I'm the first one up and I remember running downstairs like a little like a little charged up happy man and I come down there and I see I see Papa 
Papa's sitting there, clearly drunk, and he's nude. And I look at him, and he looks at me, and I stood very confused. So he looks at me and he says, I need your help. And I said, okay. He said, I'm very filthy. And I said, okay. And he said, I need you to bathe me. And I said, okay. And so I led my drunken, naked father out behind the old farm, and I filled up an old tin tub with warm water from the well. And there, I spent Christmas morning washing him, cleansing him of the dirt of the soil. We didn't speak at all during this time, but... I feel like he and I became one with the holiday spirit. And it's a moment I will always remember. Merry Christmas. Shepherds quake at the sight. Glories stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night. Oh. 
God loves pure light. Radiant beams from the holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. It's one of my personal favorite songs. I hope you enjoyed it. the baby to slip a sable under the tree for me. I've been an awful good girl, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. And Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed Next year I could be just as good If you check off my Christmas list Santa baby, I want a yacht And really that's not a lot Been an angel all year, Santa baby So hurry down the chimney tonight 
Santa honey, one little thing really need. The deed to a platinum mine. Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa cutie, and fill my stockings with the duplex and checks. Sign your ex on the line, Santa cutie, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany's. I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe in me. Santa baby, forget to mention one little thing. A ring. I don't mean on the phone. Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry tonight. <laughs> I very rarely had the privilege of enjoying traditional toys. Mother and father barred me from playing with any of the G.I. Joes or Easy Bake Ovens. I wasn't afforded that opportunity. It was something that shaped me and molded me into the, the thing I am to this day. But growing up on a peach farm, we were surrounded by fruits, delicious, giant peaches of all different qualities and sizes. So what I would do is I would save all the discarded peach pits I could find and I would collect them and I'd dry them out and I would look at them and I would touch them and I would name them and they became my toys. The peach pits were my, my playthings and I, I loved them. As I grew up, the peach pits withered and got smaller, so it always replenished my collection. And as I was growing into a young man, I began to become curious about myself, my body, and the world around me, about love. In order to really understand love and understand physical attraction, I began to play out little ceremonies with my peach pits. Some would get married, have entire lives with each other. Others would go different routes and I would have entire relationships begin, blossom, and eventually end with, with sadness. But as I became more curious, the peach pits became my vessel. I would line them all up and I would act out elaborate games and eventually the pits would start rubbing against each other and really enjoying the crevices of, of one's 
surface. They would、um, they would touch and rub, and touch and rub. They would penetrate each other in a way, and I would like to watch them, and I would manipulate them, and I would. I was their puppet master. I would do this mostly at the night. After school, I would run home and I would open up my box of peach pits and I would just begin to play a, a game that it was, it was it was it was what it was and it was just something I did. I could remember one Christmas Eve I was. Banished to my room, I began to to perform these little plays with my pits, with dialogue and noises. And what I was doing was I was pretty much just showcasing what I've heard my entire life: the quiet muffles of the rooms below. The creaking, the squeaking, the moans, the groans, the slapping, the passion, the anger—that were all just bellowing in the atmosphere of the home that I grew up in. The pits were in the middle of a very erotic occurrence that I like to. Perform with them, and many different characters were in and out. And after a climax and it was over, I started to clean up my peach pits. I noticed a presence. There was a figure. There was a shadowy figure. I look behind me, and there stands my father. And father says, "Why are you putting them away?" Because I'm done playing with them, he says. Line them up again. Line them up once more. It's okay. Says, Now continue. I said, continue what? He says, continue your game. And I tried. I tried to just pretend like I didn't know what he was talking about. He said, "Do what I say." I said, "Okay." And he sat on the the floor, just with enough space to, you know, to to, to, to gander what was happening. And he said, "Proceed." And I began to play. And I began to. Create the situations, and I created the passion, and I, I did what I do always did, and he sat there silently, and then after it was over, he got up, he didn't say a word, and then he left the room. The next morning was Christmas, and I ran downstairs, and many Christmases, which would usually happen, was I would. Usually get a, a bar of soap, so I can use to bathe myself for the year. And 
I saw that there was, beside the soap, there was a tiny little box, and I opened it up, and there was a peach pit in there. And I looked over at my father, and I said, Thanks, Dad. And he said, What did you say to me? I said, Thank you. He said, Get out of my house! And I had to sleep on the porch. I'll always remember that. <laughs> yeah! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Prospero año y felicidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Prospero año felicidad! I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas! I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año, Felicidad. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. The bottom of my heart. To all of you, young and old, Merry Christmas to all. May the year be grand. <laughs> Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Feliz Navidad! Christmas time again Ooh, it's Christmas time, my friends All I remember is my nanny would make the biggest and best turkey every Christmas. But by far the best part was the gravy. Oh my god, the gravy was just so succulent and so rich in its flavors and its textures. I can remember those few special moments when I was able to actually taste the gravy. I'd say, Nani, this is really good gravy. But I could call one Christmas, Christmas Eve, I saw Nani, she was taking out the big, beautiful, gorgeous turkey, and she was handling it with much care, and she started taking notes of 
the turkey grease, the drippings, she called it. She said, this is the essence of the turkey. These drippings are worth more than gold. I sat there and I was just watching her and I just began mimicking her because I loved my nanny. And she stirred the drippings and made it into a roux. And I remember I finally gained up enough courage. I remember I tugged at her apron and I said, Nani? And she said, Yes. I said, Nani? She said, What, dear? What is it? I said, Nani? What makes your gravy taste so good? She smiled at me and I said, Nani? What's your secret? What's your secret for the gravy? Nani? She smiled at me and she looked out the window for a brief moment and she looked at me and she said, Love. It is love. It's always been love. It was at that moment when she took a big ladle and she ladled a bunch of the gravy up to her lips. And I remember she gently blew off the steam because it was hot. And she took a few laps of it. She smiled. She looked at me and she said, Just right. The gravy's just right. I then smiled at her and I. I said, Nani? She smiled back. She said, Yes. I said, Nani, may, may I have a look at the gravy? And she paused. She said, No. I don't want your germs to ruin it. It's Christmas time. Holidays from Dr. Q. I'm here to give you a little bit of Christmas COVID tips for this season to keep you safe for your family and for your body. First thing you should do if you are worried if someone is infected with COVID-19, go up to their body, smell them. If they smell like sour milk, they probably have COVID and you need to quarantine. If they smell like oranges, they probably have had COVID and recovered, and you do not need to worry. If they smell like rotten eggs, it's probably just because they have not showered, and that has nothing to do with COVID. Be safe. I'm a doctor. I always heard the children always talk about the mistletoe. They were always so excited about the mistletoe. <laughs> They would giggle, and they would smirk, and they would laugh, and they would say, Did you hang up the mistletoe? Toe? I never heard of anything like that before. <laughs> never seen a mistletoe. <laughs> Heck, I never seen a missile finger either. <laughs> 
But my dad did hang up large branches all over the home. And this was just something that was normal to me, to, to my family. He would always find these leaves and these big large sticks and various forms of bark. And he was just enamored by them. He just found so much beauty in the creations of nature. And he loved the fact of taking something that should be outdoors and bringing it indoors. So he decorated the home. We had pine leaves and pine cones and pine needles scattered all over the house. And this was every day of the year. But on Christmas, what Father really loved to do was to gather all the twigs and all the branches and the best ones, he would say. The best. I'm gathering the best twigs and the best branches. The best. And he would create a nest. And he would build this large nest in the the front room. Um, And we were not allowed to touch it. And we weren't allowed to really even look at it. Where he was so concentrated on, on the construction of the nest, on, on the integrity of the nest, that he could not let any of his kin be around the nest. The nest was for him, and he explicitly let us know that. Every day. Every day. If you uttered the word nest, he would say, Stop! You don't talk about the nest! So we did it. Eventually, the nest just became part of the furniture of the room. It was something that we were always aware of, but it was something we were always very scared of as well, because even though it was something familiar, it was also something extremely foreign. The father would hide within the nest for days, and you would just hear creaking and crackling and twigs breaking and rustling. You never knew what was going on inside that nest, and you didn't want to know. It was a mystery. As the days would go on and the weeks would follow, followed by cold, dry months, the nest would begin to fall apart. As the nest fell apart, my father would fall apart. As the nest was shedding its twigs and its brittle bark father was shedding his feelings towards us you see the nest is where he entered into this metamorphosis after the change would occur father would exit the nest start naked and completely filthy with scratches all over his body and he would ascend the stairs slowly. And I could just remember the creaking of the stairs as he as he was as he was trying to move his legs because he was so crouched within the nest for so long. It was hard for him to move. He would get to the top, and for the first time in weeks and months, he would open his mouth and begin coughing and coughing. Big hacks. 
He then gazed at us as we stared upon him, frightened and worried, really. He'd look directly at each of us, stopping at me. And he'd utter, clean up this mess! Sweep it up! No! And so I, I, never, I never knew what a, what a mistletoe was. <laughs> Uh, I never, I never, I never experienced that. But, but, but the nest was something that 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 was more familiar to me, for sure, hundred percent. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to all of you, to every single one of you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do was spending time with my grandmother and I remember sitting on her knee and I remember just staring out the window with her and we'd, we'd watch the snowflakes fall. I loved watching the snowflakes fall. And I would look at her and she would look at me and I would look in her eyes and I would say, Nana, is it true that all snowflakes are different? That all snowflakes are unique? That all snowflakes are special? And she would bounce me up and down and say, of course that's true. Of course it's true. And I would smile and I would look at her and she would look at me and I would say, kinda like me, Nana? Am I like a little snowflake? And she would instantly instantly look saddened and she would say no you're not special you're not unique and I always thought that was kind of odd Merry Christmas everyone Merry Christmas to you all W B R.